Welcome to episode 176 of the Twim Show. This is Sajid and today I am covering the news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 28th through September 1st, 2023. First off, I have an announcement which is Google has updates uh, updated Lighthouse 11. Lighthouse 11 is the underlying engine of PageSpeed Insights. It's a PageSpeed Insights is a free tool uh, that helps you to find and fix issues slowing down your web, website or web, uh, web application. It's a good tool. You should be using it from time to time to check the uh, not only how fast your web uh, website loads, that's obviously something you should care about. The other thing is what are the other underlying issues? Like, you know, is it, uh, there? we've talked about uh, LCP, which is uh, largest content full paint, and INP, interaction to next paint. These are the two important factors to Google. And in a PageSpeed Insights uh, report would be allow, will help you to find that. The other thing is the latest version of this uh, Lighthouse 11. Uh, includes accessibility audits. Uh, this helps you to find, you know, what are the areas, like it has 13 different areas that uh, Lighthouse 11 introduces 13 new accessibility audits. Now, accessibility audit is not something that is still counted towards ranking. However, you should do it just because you want to include everyone uh, to be able to see and access your website, especially particularly people who are unable to see. Let me see anything else that you should be. No, I think these are the main updates from uh, the latest version of Lighthouse 11, which is powering PageSpeed Insights. Uh, so you should go ahead and try it out and check, see. Well, yeah, you should try it out and see you know, how well your website is performing. Next up, YouTube has now given content creators an opportunity to remove a community guideline strike from their channels by completing an educational courses. So if you think about it, you know, if you by any chance, by mistakenly or unknowingly uh, did something that goes against YouTube's community guideline, and you'd be like, what did I do? Right, and then I think three strikes in your channel is gone, or maybe two strikes in your channel is gone. So to counter that, what YouTube has said, you know what, well, if you go ahead and get a strike, then we want you to go ahead and do this educational course. And once you complete that educational course, we are going to reset it. This is great, especially if you have, uh, you know, made a mistake, right? Unlike, you know, getting, you know, um, I don't want to bash, but unlike Facebook ban, oh, you've done it, you're banned. I know you did something wrong. We're not going to tell you what you did wrong, but we're going to just take our channel from you. So this actually, I like what YouTube is doing, Google is doing, which is giving you a way, pathway to kind of get back into the, uh, you know, game with the right stuff and not have to have you scratch your head and figure out, you know, what did you do wrong? Now, obviously there will be bad apples. They will continue to do that. And I think for them, they have no excuse because, you know, hey, you got a strike, you haven't done anything, now go deal with the consequences. Next up, uh, in this was a question that was asked. Uh, John Mueller was, you know, does the language of the website make any difference as to whether Google will issue a penalty or not, especially manual action? Uh, so John Mueller says, you know, it doesn't matter what your language of your uh, the language is especially of your site or your page, whether it could be English, could be Chinese. Again, I'm using Chinese as an example, or Spanish. It doesn't matter. 
if you do something bad, Google goes and gives you a penalty or manual action regardless of what language it is, right? So that's something you should be, again, it's common sense, but I guess common sense doesn't is not common all the time. That's why this question came up. So since it came up this week, I thought I'd share with you that, uh, you know, language doesn't matter. Google doesn't prefer one language over the other because Google's job and role is to basically answer people's query and connect the searcher to the answer, regardless of what language you're in. Like you could be in uh, I guess Japan and speak Japanese and you are looking for things in Japanese, Google's going to connect you, right? And if they find something that's not kosher, that goes against Google guidelines, they're going to just penalize you. Simple as that. Okay, uh, this was a question that came up during our recent webinar, this week's webinar that Duda had helped with Google's Martin Split, and someone asked them, hey, is Google penalizing or Google go doing anything extra to detect AI content? Should we be worried about, right? You know, given the AI, a lot of people are uh, publishing a lot more content than they would have otherwise done. You know, sometimes I am guilty of that. Now, and some of this content are low quality content, so what's Google doing? How is Google addressing it? Now, Martin did not answer this question directly, but what he did say was that, hey, Google has systems and processes in place that checks the quality of the content at multiple stages. So we they already had that, and remember back in 2022, around December, Google had published a research paper after they did a review of about 500 million web articles where they said, you know, they have this algorithm, which I believe is part of the helpful content update algorithm, that they said it was built to detect low quality content. Before AI content was an issue, they just built this algorithm that's purpose was to only detect low quality content. And what they found out was that this algorithm was equally good in detecting AI-generated content. Huh, who would have known, right? Uh, so going back, what I'm saying is, while Martin didn't confirm that, you know, hey, we are doing something specifically for AI content, what Martin is saying, like, we already have processes in place that detects low-quality content. So if your content is not good, it doesn't matter whether it's human-written or whether it's AI-written, we are gonna be able to detect it and we're gonna stop it from getting into the indexing and ranking system. That's all there is, right? So the question for you is, before you start thinking of writing AI content, you should be asking yourself, why are we writing this content? Now, there could be multiple reasons, right? And the three I can think of is like, you know, hey, we are writing content because we wanna get ranked. In that case, to each his own, you're taking a risk, right? The other one is we just want to write content. We don't care whether we're getting uh, you know, ranked by Google or not, but we want someone, our visitor, to come in and when, to our site, and when they come to our site, this is, oh my God, they're writing so much good content, right? Now, the question over there is, like, if the content is poor, then how does it reflect on you, on your brand, right? Are you that, it's like having, like, you know, bringing in customers to your restaurant and their food quality is bad, right? People are going to throw up eating your food. Does it really matter how many visitors you bring? Because they're going to try your food and they're going to run out of the door. So lastly is you should be asking is, can I live with a penalty from Google? Now, Google is not going to necessarily give you a penalty by saying, you know what, 
oh, you have broken this thing and we are going to penalize you. But maybe Google will just refuse to index your site. So can you be in business without being indexed? That's the three, those are the three questions you should be asking before you jump into the AI-generated content world and figure things out. Okay, uh, the other question that came up this week was, does URL structure matter for SEO? So the question is like, you know, should you put like, let's just say our company, Market & Grow, and it has like four different services, Market & Grow, slash service, slash plumber, Market & Grow, slash service, slash roofer, or should we do like something like Market & Grow, slash roofer, slash Washington DC, Market & Grow, slash plumber, slash Virginia. And the question was, will one matter more than the other? Will one allow us to help get indexed and ranked better than the other? To that question, Google's John Miller says, absolutely not. I mean, you know, it makes it matters more sense from a UI UX perspective for your user to be able to see your URL structure and figure out, you know, where they're taking you and what you're doing. From a Google standpoint, it doesn't matter. What you need to, what matters is good quality content, right? Again, I sound like a broken record, but I think you kind of get the point where you really need to have good quality content to be able to uh, rank and be shown. The other thing that uh, happened this week was Google uh, helped you, John Miller answered a few questions around redirects where, you know, which redirects you should be using, whether it's 301, 302, permanent redirects, things like that. Uh, the only thing that came out, the two things that you need to worry about are, or you should be aware of, like number one is, uh, it's a myth that one type of redirect has better uh, is better than the other. It doesn't matter. You know, permanent redirects such as 301s, uh, a lot of people say are irreversible. However, saying that is, Mueller says that is not the case. It is possible to reverse a three, 301 redirect. Now, having said that and having, you know, having explained this to you, one thing I want to tell you is just because it, it's possible to reverse a 301 redirect, you shouldn't actually play with 301 uh, half a hazardly and just say, oh, we will just do a 301 versus a 302. The main thing that came out of this conversation, and by the way, I have put the link to the video in our show notes page if you really want to check it out, is that you should be using redirects based on your uh, particular need. Like, you know, whether it's 302, 301, 307, you need to know why you're doing it, what's the purpose, how long it is there for, and things like that. And I believe a few months back, I had talked about 301, 302, and when you should be using 302, things like that, right? Uh, I just do not remember the name or the episode number. If I did, I would have shared this with you, but you need to kind of dig through the show notes archive and see. But we have covered it, and you know I don't want to get into the details right now, but all I will say is that 301 is not permanent, permanent. It can be reversed. However, um, you know, having said that, you still want to be you still want to be careful about choosing the right redirect. Okay, uh, the <clears throat> the last I believe yeah the last SEO update for this week it was you know someone was saying hey uh, seems like technical SEO is less important it's dying it's no longer relevant. To that, Google's John Miller says, "Hell, absolutely not. It's still as important as it was before. Maybe not 100%. Maybe it's still 95% important, right?" 
So to that, what Mueller is trying to say is like, look, while Google has removed technical terms like HTTPS and Core Web Vitals from the ranking system section, it does not necessarily mean that we don't care about it. It still matters that you know your site loads faster, it's accessible, and things like that. And remember, I talked about the light speed and page speed inside. Those things matter. Because if Googlebot comes to your site and it's not able to index your site or it runs into an error, Google is not going to be uh, you know, indexing it. It's just going to bounce back and move on to the something else. So technical SEO is still important. You need to stick to it and you, know, you cannot just ignore it. Okay, this brings us to the last update of this week, which is Google Ads have a new policy called the Limited Ad Serving Policy. So given like there are like so many bad actors and bad advertisers out there who are kind of spammers who are creating Google Ads account and uh, you know, basically let's just say it takes like Google three weeks to find out that you know this is a bad actor and by then they have already sent out, ran an YouTube ad and made millions and you know bamboozled all these people to improve trust, what Google is saying is like, you know, hey, if we see a new advertiser account and we feel like there is, uh, you know, bad intention, we are going to limit, we are not going to ban that account, but we are going to basically limit how far their ads are going to go, how many users are going to see that ad, which is pretty interesting to me and I kind of like that, right? I like that where Google is going, where, you know, uh, Google is going to say it's a new advertiser, their account has not been verified, they are very recently new new thing. Uh, they're like you know they're playing new ads, and the other thing is like you know their feedback is not good from the users as well as you know their uh, advertising uh, their quality score is low. They're just going to basically limit it, and how long they're going to limit it for? Google doesn't say that. And once you are into that limited or slash uh, aka uh, unqualified, you're going to obviously get a pop-up on your Google Ads dashboard saying, hey, now you're, you are a limit, uh, you're an unqualified advertiser or your ad account has been, you have they have applied the limited ad serving policy on you. You're going to get the notification. Now, over time, Google is going to keep tracking you and Google is going to see, you know, your account attributes, your activity, your account maturity, ad format usage, history of policy compliance, your in, uh, advertiser industry and identity verification status to Google to decide whether they're going to go ahead and, you know, remove that or not. So if you, if you, if you get hit by this policy, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, you do need to stay in the game and you need to keep making sure you're doing the uh, right things. You're going to add, uh, you know, you're not doing any uh, bad stuff. Uh, knowingly or unknowingly, you follow the policy and Google will then eventually, uh, you know, bring you back to qualified status. And I've d discussed this a lot more in details in the show notes. So make sure you read about this. If you're going to advertise for the first time in Google Ads or you've been uh, affected by this policy, because it's very important for you to uh, stay on top of it. Okay, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. I hope you found some value. Uh, this is your host, Sajid, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.